another quickie edition of the program podcast. I make this a daily thing. This is easy to do. Uh, tonight I will be recording an interview for next week's show with Jacob Mercury, Jacob Braun, and I look forward to talking to him tonight. But, uh, you know, it was announced, two things I want to talk about because I don't have much time to do this today. Um, first, I want to talk about Samoa Joe going back to Ring of Honor, something that in the blog last week I mentioned was a strong possibility in happening. But uh, first, I want to... I will talk about that, but the second thing I want to talk about, which you probably want to stay tuned for, is the Sting Triple H confrontation from the pay-per-view the other night, which I had a chance to watch again, and I shared at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash program podcast. The segment is there in full, thanks to WWE Worldwide, I believe it is. You can check it out there. Um, but Samoa Joe and Ring of Honor, there were four dates or five dates announced. The closest to us here in uh, in Toledo would be Chicago Ridge in Illinois, it's a suburb of Chicago. There are shows in Wisconsin and California. So it'd be interesting to see if it's just going to be kind of what uh, AJ Styles has done where he does a couple shots here and there and then kind of goes away and, and, and what happens with it. But. Um, I figured that it was going to be, all right, here's here's the return, here's the run of a lifetime, here's what Ring of Honor fans anyway, and some TNA fans have been longing for. And I think, I think it makes sense, because if you look at Joe and his body of work, it definitely fits the Ring of Honor style. I think he was a good fit in TNA, and when he was hot and when he was young, uh, younger I should say, he was a great fit in TNA. And, with TNA, there's you know I see them getting rid of a lot of their I don't want to say established guys, but some of their their guys that have been there forever. I wouldn't be surprised to see Eric Young, you know, see Eric Young let go in the next year or two. Obviously, they're going with youth. They're moving forward, and that's a smart move from a business standpoint. But um, you know, no matter how good a wrestler is, sometimes you need them to go away for a while. Piper, Roddy Piper was very smart and knew that. Piper would come in, he worked, I mean, he worked for a long time, and then he decided to take an opportunity in Hollywood. He went to go make some movies in 1987. And then he came back in 1989, did a Piper's Pit at WrestleMania. And then he finally returned to the ring. Not at the ring, he returned at uh, SummerSlam 89 to set up a feud with Ravishing Rick Root. And then Piper would wrestle, and then, you know, wrestled Bad News Brown at, at WrestleMania. And we all know the story, he took breaks. Now, Joe was there so long, and there was so much hype around Joe, and Joe was so critically acclaimed that I think if you have that series of matches with Angle and then they don't do anything else with you, perception is gonna be that they don't see much in you. And I'm not saying see much from a, a standpoint. I mean, obviously, if they saw something in him, he was going to be hired. And if they didn't see anything, he wasn't going to have a job. But as far as being a top guy and a top attraction, I think everyone agrees, and I'm not going to expound upon this, but they missed the boat. 
But when that happens, you can't keep going back and trying to reinvent and re-energize and re-energize. Because after a while, when he's been there for so long in certain roles, you can't just go back and like, okay, well now he's a top guy. Because now we're going to take him seriously. Because now he's, you know, there's a shelf life for any product, whether it's a wrestler, an actor, or whatnot. You know, actors have a little more freedom because they can play different roles. But after a while, people just kind of get used to it, and there's a, a physical prime. There's a, a time when you fit into pop culture and what's going on with not just the business, but, but the world in general. And, and Joe fit during that time period. He was a badass champion that, uh, I don't know, a badass champion that really could hold his end of the bargain and did in those matches with Angle. And again, they never really did anything with him. So if, if that's how he's treated and plugged into tag teams and given things to do and then the ball is dropped or it never pans out, when that happens to you over a long period of time, the perception is that you're just always going to be around and you're just going to fall into the background and you're not going to break out of the pack. So, uh, And a change of scenery sometimes is a great thing. Now, do I think Samoa Joe is a great fit in WWE with their style? Um, no, which is why in the blog I mentioned, you know, maybe him going and working in NXT for a year or so to kind of, you know, to have a good run there, to be himself and to have his style to work with some of the younger guys and to get to work with some other guys from the indies maybe that he'd worked with before or could gel with and then maybe after a while you know if the fans start catching on bring him up to the main roster but I, I don't I, I really don't and especially with Rusev there Rusev is pretty much what WWE wanted in Samoa Joe to begin with or let me rephrase that WWE's version of Samoa Joe it's that big um MMA or, I mean, obviously it's Sambo and Muay Thai, but that style of guy, the tights are the same. His build is similar, except Rusev has, I think, a powerlifting background. So he's got more muscle packed onto his frame than Joe did. But if you look at their styles, the the strikes and, you know, using, using your body as a weapon with a strong submission finish, on that right there that is Samoa Joe they've built their own Samoa Joe so I don't see where Joe would fit in on the WWE roster unless they changed his style unless he filled it you know CM Punk always did the MMA gimmick and I it was never convincing to me and that's just me but the MMA gimmick with him was never convincing to me if Joe stepped in and did that MMA style gimmick then it would be convincing, and maybe that's where your bread is buttered with Joe, but I don't know. I think Ring of Honor fits him more. The table is set because he's got the history there. There's other people there he can work with. The fans are salivating over probably seeing him work with. Uh, the only the only drawback I see is that, yeah, it's great, but, you know, I heard someone, a TNA insider, was talking yesterday. I don't really get involved because they become TNA versus WWE arguments, and he tries to stay out of that. I just try to feel out what people are saying, but there was, you know, someone I knew of the other day who was mentioning how little TV exposure and marketability Ring of Honor has right now from a licensing standpoint. 
and that's true. I mean, Ring of Honor is on at one in the morning here in Toledo, or you know, around the same times or later, or Friday afternoons or whatnot. And every other market of the country that it's in, it's on usually at a different time. And you know, when Sinclair took over Ring of Honor, it was billed as, "Ooh, we have a national cable deal." Well, no, you don't. You have a company that owns a bunch of regional uh, or city-based, even, which is what ours is. You know, you own a station in Toledo. You own a TV station in Milwaukee. You own a TV station in Chicago. You own a TV station here or there, and you air your show on those stations at different times in bad time, you know, slots. And although someone estimated that their reach because of being in so many different markets was around the same potential as Ring of Honor, or as uh, TNA gets right now on their paid channel, it's still an undesirable uh, situation to capitalize on because the time slots are so horrible. So, I mean, I understand 1 o'clock, or not, it's not 1 o'clock, it's like midnight, it's right after Saturday Night Live goes off the air. But, you know, is that the audience that you're trying to capture there? I don't know. So, that's the only drawback, is it's going to be great from a storytelling standpoint, it's going to be great, you know, a great moment, and something cool to be able to give back to the fans, and, and see what Joe can do now with some of the newer generation. You know, we'll see what happens, but at the same time, you know, is it going to set Ring of Honor's business on fire? Probably not. You know, they'll probably bring some fans back into the fold, and maybe if some TNA fans that like Joe's work, you know, if they see that he's there or hear that he's there, maybe they'll be brought into the fold, but... I really, I really don't see that happening. I'm just going to sit back and enjoy all the great matchups that are probably going to happen. Because I, I have a feeling, I really have this feeling that with this change in scenery, returning to uh, where he built his name with all of these new potential people to face uh, matchups and situations, I really, I could see Joe coming back with a renewed fire and a renewed sense of purpose. Uh, almost, you know, look what I can do if given the opportunity. I'm sure TNA treated him great and was, you know, very respectful of him and things like that. But, you know, for a guy who, and I, I believe it still stands because we don't know for sure, their pay-per-view numbers are not released. All we know from inside information that has been leaked from a rumored standpoint, the series of matches on pay-per-view with Samoa Joe were the highest uh, buy rates that their pay-per-views have ever gotten and I believe those records still stand to this day so for a guy like that to just kind of be bye-bye that, that, uh, that says something I understand Angle had a big part in that but at the same time it, it doesn't add up switching gears Sting and Triple H I, I did the, the review which you'll be able to hear. There are some issues with the audio. I had to go back and clean it up so you'll be able to hear it when I release this one. But I went through some of the stuff with uh, the pay-per-view and I left out one crucial part. Sting and Triple H, the confrontation. Everyone rags on Triple H because it was long, boring promos and blah, 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 blah. I tell you what, 
the promo on Sunday to set up Sting showing up proved once again that Triple H is much better on the microphone than than people give him credit for. And I don't think it's a blind squirrel finding a nut. I, seriously, the guy at this point he knows what to say, he knows what to do. Uh, I think it's another case of people thinking they know the behind the scenes workings of the business, so they hate him for that. Um, regardless of what he's doing in NXT, he's got a past to atone for. But you know, who are we to judge? So, but no, man, he came out, he cut a great promo, and he showed he was business. He's in the leather jacket and the jeans, ready to fight, hand fist taped up. He said, look, let's, let's, you know, whatever. And then Sting comes out, and it was a great segment. And I was hoping he wasn't going to get laid out with the sledgehammer, that he was going to go for the bat, and then it ended up happening, which is kind of cool. It was really cool how they played it off. And I understand him being the silent vigilante, I guess they want to put uh, uh, label him as. But all these accusations about it just being about WCW and, you know, revenge for the way WCW went down and this, that, the other. I wish they would give Sting a microphone. I understand the silent assassin type thing, but I, th I think, and again, in my infinite wisdom of only being a fan, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about from a booking standpoint, right? Um, and, and you guys share feedback. Let me know comment email program podcast at gmail.com let me know if you agree or disagree i even if it's just one time like i want to hear triple h in the ring with the authority like uh, sting this is about uh, uh wcw and it's just about how we put you out of business and it's sour grapes and blah 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 i wish sting would just show up in the rafters with a microphone and a baseball bat and just shaking his head. He's like, what do you have to say for yourself, legend, icon? Triple H, even though he's been in character, condescending to Sting's accomplishments in some way, he's also put him over pretty well. And WWE did a good job with the video package on Raw the other night. Although Taz, Matt Hardy, some people were upset that they left out his TNA run. And I'll talk about that on maybe a blog or another episode of podcast because I don't have much time to go into it now but um, you know they've done a pretty good job building up Sting's mythos and reminding the fans just how important this guy was but just for Sting to come out and just be like you don't you still don't get it your arrogance you know I've seen some arrogant people in this business Triple H but your arrogance you know your arrogance even makes me sit in stunned silence you still think this is about WCW. You know, that's that's a big thorn in my side. Or whatever, do whatever House Sting would say it. You know, sure, is that an issue with me? Absolutely, because this company, it wasn't just this company that put, as great as you guys were, as great as the, the talent was, it wasn't just this company that put TN, or WCW excuse me, out of business. A lot of it was WCW that put WCW out of business. And this company likes to take credit for things that they shouldn't take credit for. You know, did TNA have, or did WWE have a large part in WCW's demise? Absolutely, and there's no way you can deny that. No way anybody can deny that. But that's about half of the issues. The other half was, you know, corporate politics, personal politics, you know, 
the same things that plague this business and it's the same things that kill WCW that I'm trying to prevent from happening in WWE. And a writer can shape that a lot better than what I could have just shaped it as. And Sting could make it his own. But pretty much it's not about how you killed WCW. It's I'm watching you kill the WWE. Guys like Ziggler and Brian and... I wouldn't even say Cena because it just... It makes me sick to to put that character who's been shoehorned into every situation to try to get him over to try to say that the authority is against him succeeding is just asinine. But um, you know, talk about all the guys over the years. You know, Mick. I saw what you did to my friend Mick Foley. You know, I saw what you did to Bill Goldberg. I saw what you did to Scott Steiner. I saw what you did to Booker T. Even though Booker T. was able to to rise above and achieve. You know, I see what you're doing to the future of this business so that you can sit on top. And it's the exact same thing I saw you and your friends did, you know, do in WCW. That's why I'm here. I stayed away for a long time. I stayed away. I was helping the, the, the next generation of wrestlers, many of whom have worked with me. And I realized that how can I work with the future of the business if there's not going to be a business because of Triple H and the McMahon family and all this. Um, I'm watching you guys single-handedly destroy everything that Vince McMahon has worked to build, that the wrestlers have worked to build, and destroy any future that any of these young talents that I've tried to help and tried to give advice to and work with over the years, um, you're going to kill the business that they aspire to be in. That's why I'm here, because you are you are cut from the same mold as your friends uh, that helped ruin WCW. And I'm friends with Kevin Nash. Or I've got no personal problem with Kevin Nash, but, you know, you were from that same school of thought, and that's one of the things that helped kill WCW. That's why he's there. It's not because, oh, you killed WCW. I'm going to hit you with my baseball bat. You know, it would have just been the way you treat people in the business, and it's, you know, someone needs to teach you respect. So, I mean, I, I would just love for him to have a microphone, even if it's a short you know, your arrogance blinds you. This has very little to do with WCW. This has everything to do with respect. You don't respect anybody but yourself. You don't even respect your friends in this business. Because at every turn, every time one of your friends is in the news or you, you can mention one of your friends, it's in a backhand compliment. You, you talk about Chris Jericho and how much you respect him, yet every chance you get, you make fun of him for not being six foot nine. The last time I checked, you were like, what, six two? You know, you talk about Mick Foley, he pretty much made your career. When everyone said, yes, this kid's good, but he doesn't have it, Mick Foley pretty much single-handedly made you. You know, all these other countless guys like Ric Flair that you claim are your, you know, your brothers, and then you trash them for doing things outside of the business or not being with WWE because they're trying to help the future business. You know? That to me, that 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 would add another layer to this because it's a really one-dimensional angle. I know it doesn't have to be a ton right now, but it's very one-dimensional. It's like the streak. The streak was important, yes, but can you add another layer to it? Um, although I think the Paul Bearer thing was done not in good taste, but you know, with CM Punk, it added another layer. It wasn't just the uh, the streak. It was the memory of Paul Bearer and Punk using it to get in his head. So, 
my thoughts, maybe not yours, share your thoughts, programpodcast at gmail.com, or go to the Facebook page and leave a comment. Agree, disagree, what are your thoughts on Sting versus Triple H, how it's played out so far, and what do you think, and here's another question, and I'll put it up at the Facebook page, but what do you guys think about WWE ignoring Sting's accomplishments and uh, time in TNA? Does it bother you? Are you fine with it? What are your thoughts? And uh, let me know. This has been another program quickie, and I will uh, I'll hit you back later.